Hello everybody, welcome to Nintendo Power Block episode 186. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deergan, alongside me as always is that retro code, Eddie V. Hope everyone had a good Mario day. Yay! Uh, Ed, we're here. We're back. Yes, we are. Yes, yes we are. We are here. We are back. And we are recording Nintendo Power Block. Yes, I had to throw on my Mario shirts to represent uh, uh, Mario Day and stuff. Mario Day. I probably should have worn one too, huh? Uh, you're good. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. How's it going, Ed? I haven't seen you in like a... Well, I guess I, I lied. That's a lie. I saw you on uh, whatever day that was we recorded. Uh, Saturday. Saturday, <laughs> yeah. Um, how's your week? How's it going? Everything is going good. Uh, uh, changes. I'm just saying, changes are coming. More for me, to in, but not for Boss Rush. I'm just saying, but uh, good things are on coming coming my way. So I'm happy to say that. Um, but I've been really good. Uh, been playing a lot of stuff and um, making content. Fun, fun, fun. Yes, I've uh, just kind of been hanging out and working a lot and kind of just relaxing and playing games and watching TV and wishing I was back on vacation. You know, all those things. <laughs> I actually been talking to uh, Nindy Nation on Twitter about a certain game. And I'll talk talk about that when we get to what we've been playing, because uh, we we've been having a good uh, Twitter combo. So. Um, nice, cool people. Nice. So I can't wait to like tell them more. Be like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Cool. But really enjoying it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I just kind of this is kind of like the first time I've played any games. Like this whole kind of <laughs> last, uh, you know, week or a week and a half, two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just been kind of a. Uh, you know, getting back in the groove of things and trying to figure out what I want to play. And, you know, I kind of have been struggling to fi- figure out a game to play. And uh, I don't know if Animal Crossing is going to be that game for me or not, but we'll see. And I, uh, you know, just started playing some other things. So I've been I've been kind of like dabbling in the uh, in the uh, space of what do I play? You know, what should I play? Yes. What should I play? Do I play something from the backlog? Do I play something new? Do I play something different? So it's been a it's been a one of those. So yeah, yeah uh, I I uh, said play Yakuza Kiwami and Ray said play Zero. Uh, yeah, and I just I just ignored both of those and started playing Madden last night. So <laughs> don't get me wrong, do want to play those games at some point. I just uh, you know and. We had to make recommend- I had to make some kids feel bad and quit. So <laughs> we recommended it. We didn't say that you had some. No, I know, I know. I'm 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 well aware. I was just saying, just saying, just trying to find something to play, something something fun to play, and I think I have for now. Uh, but we'll see. We shall yes. see. Uh, yeah, Ed, I went to Disney and it was fun. I know we talked about it on Boss Rush, but I can't stop talking about it. 
It was so fun. It was so fun. fun. (laughs) Uh, What do we want to talk about? What do you want to hear about? What do you want to... This is a a Nintendo segment that we usually (laughs) start the show with. Well, if if in case of anyone's haven't seen on the Brushers podcast, me and Corey had a great talk about his experience at Disney. <laughs> and Jesse and I also <laughs> talked about it for forty five minutes on Arsenal X this week too. So, uh, so uh, if you want to hear about it, those two shows have captured it. But uh, for those of you who don't listen to those shows, which you should, but if you don't, uh, last week. Uh, Ed and I recorded an episode early because of uh, because of my vacation, and uh, a lot of people listened to that episode. It turns out when you label something top twenty five Switch games you should play now, March twenty twenty edition, people listen. I'm just gonna throw that out there or watch, but mostly listen. Although they did get uh, what fifty games in two and a half hours, so fifty plus games. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was a good time. But uh, I wanted it anybody react. Like sending, sending, sending no, any no, kind of reaction. Nobody sent anything really about it. Uh, so I don't know. I think I think people. We have a very passive audience, you know, just a lot of people that listen and don't kind of interact, which is fine. I mean, I listen to a ton of podcasts and never interact with them, so uh, mm-hmm. you know that's how it goes. But uh, but yeah, we recorded that show a week early because I was going to to Disney, and man, what a time! A lot of food. A lot of rides, mm, yes. A lot of hanging out with my dad. It was just me and my dad, so uh, left my wife and my kid here. So <laughs> I didn't know you was taller than your dad. I'm like, dude, my dad's only like five eight, <laughs> five I nine. Was, dude, I seen the height difference. You was like taller than Mickey <laughs> or the, or the mascot you took the picture with. I'm like, Corey's a tall guy. I forgot. Yeah. Well, turns out, you know. Six five is kind of tall, so <laughs> <laughs> it's weird though because everybody who likes what like watches the show or sees the show and like asks how tall uh-huh. I am, they're always surprised that I'm that tall. I mean, I guess when we're kind of just like sitting here, right? Nobody really knows how tall you are, right? So yeah, uh, but yeah, dude, Disney was fun. Uh, did a lot of cool stuff. Everything that we did was kind of new, you know. It was uh, well new for me because the last time I was there, you know. Pandora, Toy Story, Star Wars, none of that was there. So, and that was only two years ago. So, uh, everything, almost everything we did was, was pretty new or changed Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, had something different to it. So that was, it was a good time. So a lot of new food too. A lot of new Uh. food. I got to tell you, man, that Star Wars Ronto wrap was really good. Anybody going to Galaxy's Edge, you need to have a Ronto wrap. It was the best thing I ate down there. So good. And the blue milk over the green milk. Uh gonna reiterate that. So I know people gonna be like, ugh, color milk. I'm like, no, it's it's, it's more flavored. It's not it's not even milk, dude. It's they just it's just called that because that's what they that's what it is in the movie. So I mean that they just it's more like a uh I don't it's creamy. It's more like a it's more like a uh uh the consistency of like a melted milkshake mm-hmm. and like it tastes a lot like the blue milk tastes a lot like uh melted rainbow sherbet is what it tastes like. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, it's not really milk per se and it's all, it's all plant-based. So there's no lactose, no dairy or anything. It's just, it's just, uh, you know, one good healthy drink probably. 
maybe with sugar. If it's made with plants, it's healthy. That's how it goes, right? Yes. That's that's, that's the same. I believe, yes. I don't really know. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know. So, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, and it got me, like, really uh, thinking about a lot of uh, new uh-huh. ways to explore creatively. So I'm working on a few things outside of Boss Rush that's, like, Disney-related. <laughs> Well, uh, before we go on, uh, congratulations to uh, Antonio Gideon, uh, a.k.a. Um, Hypecaster. Um, he has had his baby today, Liliana Rose Gideon. Gideon. It's Gideon. It's okay. Gideon. It's okay. It's okay. Well, I was talking and then you interrupted me. It's fine. Well, sorry. Not even about me. It's I'm fine. Just, you know, everybody knows the show's just, about me, just, Ed. The show's about just me. Supposed to- you just post a picture. You know what? Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I'm just kidding. Congratulations, Antonio. We love you. Uh, hope everyone's healthy, safe, and uh, you know, not you know, get 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 under that blue light blanket. So uh, don't be scared if they tell you your child has jaundice because most kids do. Uh, so it'll be fine. You'll be fine. Uh, but yeah. Anyways. Uh, Vacation yes. was fun, but we're not here to talk about vacation since we already did that two sh- on two shows this week. Uh, and also, you can follow me on Twitter to figure out what my upcoming project is because it's. Uh, I was talking to my wife about it, and it's going to be. It's not going to be a very big project. It's just going to be something to do outside because, like, as much as I love games, there's times where I'm just kind of like tired of looking at game stuff <laughs> so <laughs> i need another creative outlet you know yeah uh but anyways ed we're gonna get yes. into this housekeeping for those of you new here welcome to nintendo pow block each and every week edward and i as well as our friends from around the internet come together to talk about the latest news rumors stories and games from the world of nintendo you can join us live on Mixer and Twitch on Monday nights or Tuesday nights, uh, depending on our schedules. And listen on Thursdays on your podcast service of choice. We are now on Anchor, so you can also check us out there. And all of the links to wherever your podcast service of choice is, is on our Anchor page. So you can just click it and go there. So, yeah. If you're listening yes. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please rate and review us. It really helps with discoverability. And... uh you know, really makes me happy to see those five stars. If you're going to rate us anything less than five stars, don't even bother. Just don't. It's fine. You know, we just want the five stars. Uh, just, you know, just just rate and review us. It'd be really nice to read them on, on the show because I'll tell you in a second. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. Remember, you can subscribe to all of our content and our family of podcasts on our website at bossrushgames.com slash subscribe and just search Boss Rush Games on your podcast service of choice, all of our shows will be there. And you can just subscribe. Or search Nintendo Power Block. Ed, I said yes. when, I, when I came back from vacation, we were going to announce a giveaway for episode 200. <laughs> but yes! we're actually planning three giveaways <laughs> leading up to episode 200. The first Ooh. giveaway will be during episode 190, the second episode 195 and the third episode 200 so the rules are really simple email the show at nintendopowblock at gmail.com 
with a screenshot of your podcast subscription and the episode you're listening to. Uh, the screenshot of your rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify will grant you a second entry. So that's it. That's all you got to do. You just have to email us a screenshot of your subscription to the show on your podcast service of choice. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, a rating and a review really help us and grant you a second entry. So that's it. Should I repeat the rules one more time? Yes. One more time. The rules are simple. Email the show at nintendopowblock at gmail.com with a screenshot of your podcast subscription and the episode you're listening to, a screenshot of your rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify will grant you a second entry into our giveaway. Our first giveaway will be during episode 190, and it is a digital copy of Animal Crossing New Horizons. So get those entries in because we will be giving it away in just three weeks. So. Ed, yes. Without further ado, what are you playing? So, um, I've been playing uh, Bloodstain, um, Witchers of the Night. I've been playing that on Nintendo Switch. How's it hold up it, on Switch now? It. Wait. It still ritual, needs ritual, some patching. Ritual of the Night is is the real game. Yes. Curse, Curse of, of the, the Moon, Moon is, is the eight bit game. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I just I, not that Curse of the Moon isn't a real game. I just meant like. You know what I meant. Yes. So, Curse, um, Curse of the Moon, though, really good. Really good. Yes, it is. Um, it's good, uh, but there's still some slowdown. There's still some frame rate problems. And it's just like, ah, uh, this is fixed. But it's not. So they are still passionate. Um, it takes a while to get into, um, like, I think I just, I just got the power to double jump. And I'm like, this should have been early, but it's a it's a Metro it's a Metroidvania, so it, I'm like, what do you expect? Um, so that one is getting fine. Um, I got one game, and this is the what I was speaking to Nindy Nation with, uh, three thousand duel. Um, it's a mix of a Souls game and a Metroid. Um. Well, in a in a Metroid style sense, um, design. You know, you fight um, characters with your melee attacks, um, and you get um, these souls. Um, once you get to where these statues are at, you can level up your attack, your uh, stamina, your luck, or your um, your HP. Um, and the more that you level up, you keep going up levels. So uh, you got to get currency to get stronger. Uh, but throughout the journey, you'll get special powers that you'll be able to use with your weapons. Um, and then while doing that, you'll get skill points that you could go to a skill board and unlock to use special special moves. So it's a really good game. Um, I think think it's only about four or five dollars right now it's it's not much it's a really great game um pretty affordable if you're looking into it um <clears throat> there was a mushroom puzzle on there and i told nindy nation because you know they were having problems with it i'm just like oh that only took me about 
about a minute or two. It didn't take long. The, the, I can tell you where the answer was at. And he was just like, well, somebody's a good player. <laughs> and I just laughed. Uh, but shout out to Nindy Nation. They do uh, really great work about uh, uh, indie games on Nintendo. He was talking about it. And he's been wanting to talk to somebody about the game. So I picked it up. And, and when I was looking at the trailer, I'm like, oh, yes, this is my jam. I love fast-paced action beat em up style games and this was really on my radar I uh, picked up Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX uh, just played a little bit of it um, I'll go full more into it um, I was trying to play it this weekend but I got stuck playing the next game um, Murders by uh, Murder by Numbers um, <clears throat> this is the Phoenix Wright game meets Picross. Um, and it's been getting really, really good. I've really been enjoying it. Um, it's funny as ever. It may be one of the best written comedies of a game that I have seen in a long time. Like, there is a lot of reading that you, a lot of text in it, but I'm like, the comedy is so spot on good and it just gets better and better with each case and stuff the pick cross is is not too hard um if you're playing it on the normal mode um but if you're playing on a harder difficulty um you gotta kind of use the rules that they give you and they're not very lenient with the points if you care if you care for that if you just (laughs) Sorry about that. If you really just want to go in and just experience the game for what it is, you can play it on a regular normal difficulty and go about it. Um, but pretty much that's what I've been playing. Um, I took out Tokyo Mirage Session so I could play Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. So uh, hope I will be getting back into Tokyo Mirage Session a little bit later. Um, and my plan is this week to get back into Breath of the Wild. Um, I have it with me. I carried it along, but I just didn't pop it in because uh, I was playing um, the other games and stuff. So um, pretty much that's what all I've been playing at this at this time. Uh, next week I'll I'll definitely talk more about Breath of the Wild because um, that's the game that I'm about to focus back on with Tokyo Mirage Session. So, oh, and uh, I play uh, Street Fighter Alpha on Switch from the Street Fighter Collection. Fun game. Nice. Nice. I've actually been uh, playing The Witcher on my Switch. Nice. I want to tell you, man, that game is, uh, that's a, that's, I can't believe that thing is running on the Switch, to be 100% honest with you. It's, uh, it's, it, there's some, some, I mean, you can tell, like, there's some sacrifices, right? Like, there's some lighting issues. There's some, Mm -hmm. during cutscenes, there's some, there's some issues with, like, clipping and, and lighting and stuff. But when you're playing the game, like, just doing the missions and stuff, like, it's really clean. It's really, uh, it does a lot of things, uh, like, it, it does a very good job of hiding the fact that it's, you know, a port, you know, like, there's some, you know, draw distance things that you can, like with the patch and stuff, you can adjust the draw distance. Uh, you can adjust, you know, how things pop into the world. You can adjust, you know, and that kind of helps with frame rate issues or resolution or, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I've only played about maybe two hours of it. Uh, so I've got about 298 hours to go. Uh but it's it's really fun, man. It's it's quite the uh, 
quite the achievement on this system, you know, and I thought, I thought mm-hmm. Zelda was an achievement on the system. And this is, this just takes it to a whole nother level. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's fun, man. If you want, if you want an action RPG, uh, the controls are, are a little, I don't want to say obtuse. They're, they, they're not as responsive as I would like them to be, you know, uh, mm-hmm. which, you know, I kind of expected because that's how it was on Xbox when I played it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's there, man. It's fun. It's, it's a good version of the game. And I, I expect to be playing a lot more of it because it's kind of the game that I've been wanting. You know, it's, it's a really nice, you know, I've been popping breath of the wild back in and I, I kind of, I'll play a little bit of that this week too. Uh, because I do want to talk about it with you maybe next week. Uh, if there's no Nintendo Direct yeah. to talk about, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, and I, it's, it's filling that void, you know, the Zelda void, honestly, like, uh, and I know it, it's, it's more of like a, uh, a more traditional RPG with a little bit of monster hunter elements in it, but like it's filling that open world kind of let's go explore, let's do stuff, uh, style game that I've been looking for. And, uh, I'm just having a good time with it. You know, I know it's not the optimal way to play it, but I'm not going to have the time to play the optimal way to play games, right? We've said it a thousand times just with my, the way my life is now. And like, I'm about to take on a new shift at work and, uh, you know, playing my Xbox is going to see less and less time than it already does because I'm going to want to start going to bed early. And with this Disney project that I'm working on, like it's, it's just, the switch is is my main system and it's going looking more and more like it's going to be my main system for a long time and so i uh you know i'm playing games on switch and i'm having a blast and the witcher is one of them nba 2k is one of them like you know i'm i'm just having a blast with these games uh you know it's 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 fun to have these games on the go and on on a handheld system i can play like playing a bas- like playing basketball in bed <laughs> while my wife's watching TV it was such a blast last night. And it's just like, you know, I am really en- enjoying myself. You know, I, I, I like last week when I was on vacation and I felt mm-hmm. like I just kind of unplugged from everything. Right. I just kind of unplugged and really just reflected on a lot of things and that I don't, I don't feel the pressure to play a lot of the, anything new, you know, and it was really nice to feel that way. Uh, you know, I do want to play new games. Like I still want to finish dark siders Genesis and I still want to, uh, play odd world strangers wrath and, and stuff like that. But like, I just don't, I don't feel the pressure to play anything new and it's been really nice. And I know like the final fantasy seven demo came out on PlayStation this week and it, that's a game I want to get to, but like, I don't feel like I need to play it to get everything I need out of games anymore, you know? And, and it's something I have been struggling with for a while and, and mm-hmm. to, to find that balance. And it's like, I have a ton of games that I haven't even finished. Right. And, and I, games that I do enjoy playing and, uh, I reformatted my Xbox to really just keep games on there that I'm going to play consistently. Like, uh, like Madden and destiny and halo, right like those are all kind of mainstays on my xbox but uh you know there's a couple games that are on game pass that i want to finish but like other than that like i don't i don't feel the pressure to like buy new games right and and the yeah fact, the fact that that new call of duty Warzone 
is free. And, and, you know, I, I can jump in with Jesse and Ray whenever I want. Like, that's so cool. That's so nice, <laughs> you know, and, and it's just been really nice, man. The Witcher, the Witcher is kind of, is filling that void and NBA 2K20 is filling that void and Tokyo Mirage Sessions is a game that I'm, I've been diving back into too. So it's, it's been a, it's been an interesting couple weeks to be honest with you because I was so unplugged and then trying to get back in it, it just kind of <laughs> felt <laughs> nice so oh I also played a about yeah. a, I also played an hour of the Fire Emblem DLC which is uh, it's just it's more Fire Emblem you know and, and I wish I wish this was integrated into the story or kind of like a DLC that took place after the main story it's just kind of like a mm-hmm. You jump into the game and it says uh, side story on your menu and you go in there and that's how you play it. And and then once you beat it, once you beat the side story, it just adds those characters to the the main game, which you can then recruit them. So it's kind of weird, but I mean, I'll pl- I'll <laughs> I'll take more fire on them anyway. I can get it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's kind of all I've been playing. Uh, but the the Witcher man is kind of like the main game that I've been playing, and uh, it's really fun. It's it's really filling that void that I've been missing. I think from Zelda, not that it's like a Zelda replacement, but it's it just it's right. scratching that same itch. So, uh, well, we can jump into some of these news bits if you want. Now, yes, that, because we have a lot to discuss. There's a, there's a few things to talk about. Uh, speaking of. Reggie Fizeme is back in the games industry, uh, in in a not really a, a big capacity, but more of a. Well, we'll just we'll just talk about it. He he joined GameStop's board of directors along with, uh, the CEO of Walmart and the CEO of PetSmart, uh, to try to direct them in a path of. I don't know, the uh, the slowing down the death of GameStop, I would say. <laughs> uh, you know, not that... you know, It's just... There's been all kinds of rumors out there why he joined the board, and, like, some of them were positive, some of them were kind of negative uh, in a way that says Reggie's basically there to nail <laughs> the coffin shut. I was like, oh, Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think about this? I think this is interesting because he had a really interesting quote that said that the gaming industry needs a a vibrant GameStop, uh, which is odd because the way that the game industry is going is seemingly making GameStop more obsolete than ever with with Game Pass and uh, digital sales and uh, you know the Ubisoft Pass and uh, EA Access. It just seems like GameStop's becoming more obsolete by the day and. I don't think they can survive on Funko Pops and T-shirts. And you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be mean, but like, how do you think that? How do you think Reggie can help fix GameStop? Well, you kind of got to look back at the history of what Reggie Fizeme did, like with some of the business, like how Pizza. he helped Pizza Hut. Damn. No one out pizzas uh, the Reggie. No, okay. <laughs> sorry. Just keep going. <laughs> Ignore me. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, uh, the way that he helped uh, VH1 get back to its popular um, programming, like 
like he helped get them to where they are even today. And then the way that he helped turn Nintendo around in a sense, I think uh, Reggie has good business sense and knows what to do to make a business better. Um, I think him going to GameStop is a shock, but everybody knows how big a name Reggie is. So that's going to bring interest into coming back to GameStop to see what now do they have to offer offer because of Reggie being there. You know, we I didn't even know that the guy from Walmart and PetSmart was coming mm-hmm. because they're not recognizable names for this gaming industry. So when you got someone big and not even talking about money or anything. Um, I mean, he was the face of our industry for over a, like over a decade, right? Like he, yeah. like, I mean, I, I mean, not, I mean, there's more faces obviously, but like, you know what I mean? Like he was the face of our, of, of Nintendo. He was the if, face of, of gaming and, and, you know, the DS and the GameCube and like, you know, his, his, his awesome GameCube speech, like, you know, like he was just a, a force in the gaming industry mm-hmm. for so long yeah. and like him being so memeable and so lovable and like his presence on stage was so powerful and endearing. Like he, he's just, he, he oozes positivity and, and happiness in the game industry. And like, that's, that's honestly something that GameStop needs desperately, right? Because they've been right. almost the opposite of what Reggie stood for in games for so long, right? Like the, the uh trading in games for like pennies you know and and those kinds of memes and uh just the negative light that's been shown on them the last couple months or year with with their restructuring and the game informer layoffs and uh you know the the articles that came out on ign and GameSpot the last couple weeks of of employees saying uh you know here's what what GameStop did to us, you know, and it's just, it's been really interesting, you know? Yeah. It's the, the power that GameStop used to have was, was strong because people would go there to trade in games to get new games. You know, it was a budget thing. And, you know, I think some people took advantage of it. And now that there's more opportunities in, acquiring games uh people can't use that advantage no more you can't um really i mean game pass yes that is a good deal but once again game pass is with stuff for older games um with microsoft being like normally the new ones and maybe some indie ones so it, nothing really current current is there. You know, if you still want to play the latest and some of the greatest, you have to go buy that game. And if you're a person who who are trying to live off a budget for your gaming, that trade-in is going to be valuable. It's going to help you. Um, but you got to know that whatever you trade in in, you're going to get less than what you expect to get than what you pay for, you know. So, um, I know people have talked about GameStop and their return policy, um, the Funko Pop and all of that stuff. But, you know, at the time, we were like, we can't get stuff like this anywhere. 
we couldn't get gaming accessories and items and uh doohickeys and stuff like that um to feel like we are in this uh in this hobby and you know in this uh community and stuff we you know we didn't we didn't really have a place like that in the older days nowadays GameStop for yeah that's part of their business and they focus on it because they know that yeah you may be able to go to Walmart or you may be able to go to Target but if you want a bigger selection for your favorite games and stuff we at GameStop have it so like if you want it you got to come to us i think what reggie is hopefully what reggie does with it um uh with this like hopefully he goes to the rewards program um and like help that be better um i hope that he really helps employees at this company because they're the ones that are selling that merchandise they're the one that's putting the spin on it for you to buy more product at their store so i hope reggie like really helps them in a sense um what is what's going to say to us gamers is that we're going to now be looking at reggie to see if he can lead gamestop to back into a better business or just at least keep gamestop relevant in the conversation in a sense mm-hmm yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh wow. Uh <laughs> I we'll get to this as soon as uh as soon as we end this, but uh there's some there might be some breaking news on Nintendo everything. Uh but yeah, Re- I think adding Reggie adds a big <laughs> positive momentum for for GameStop and I I like it's not like I don't it's not like I want GameStop to fail, right? Like I I mm-hmm. have a lot of fond memories of GameStop, but it's like, when was the last time I went to GameStop, right? This is a, it's almost like the same conversation we had when Toys R Us went out. I know it was a little bit different yeah. for you because you worked there, but like, I had a lot of fond memories of Toys R Us, but when was the last time I actually went to Toys R Us to, besides like, when my kid was born and we got a stroller, right? Like, I, but you know what I mean? Like, when was the last time I actually went to Toys R Us to go to Toys R Us, right? So... When was the last time I went to GameStop? I don't know. Probably to renew my GameStop Game, Game Informer subscription. You know, like that. That honestly was probably the last time. So, uh, we will we'll see. But I I really hope they turn it around. I think I think I think there's something for a dedicated games store and a dedicated way to experience games. Right? Like that's mm. that's important. I just hope they find it in time. You know, so we'll see. Uh, but Ed, we're gonna skip this story, or we're gonna skip to this story, I should say. This breaking news from Nintendo. Everything. Uh, it's just a rumor, but uh, E3 2020 likely canceled. E3 2020, undoubtedly one of the biggest gaming events of the year, is facing the strong possibility of seeing cancellation. Gaming publisher Devolver Digital advised its followers to cancel flights and hotels that had been booked for the expo. A number of sources have also come out since then with similar information, including journalist Mike Futter. Futter wrote on Twitter just a few moments ago, and this article posted 24 minutes ago. Uh, My day started with investigating some E3 stuff, ended with multiple, and I mean 
in all caps, multiple sources coming my way. E3 cancellation announcement scheduled for tomorrow morning. I don't think it will hold the night. Many of us have been engaged by sources this evening. Cancel your plans. Journalist Jason Schreier also heard the cancellation as a strong possibility. Uh, this is on his Twitter. Been hearing secondhand whispers tonight from several developers and publishers that E3 has been canceled. Although I've also heard from a couple of people in positions to know that the the ESA hasn't officially made a decision yet and is still consulting with publishers. Either way, it's only a matter of time. Uh, And then he quote tweeted Devolver Digital's uh, tweet that said, cancel your E3 flights and hotels. Uh, No. E3 were to be canceled, the move would be made due to concerns stemming from the coronavirus. GDC 2020 was also recently postponed for similar reasons, as was South by Southwest. Okay, so the Devolver Digital thing is weird because you I mean, know, don't, Devo- they, don't they just do like a a, a direct live, style? Yeah, like I mean, I know it's like sta- like a fake stage presentation, but they yeah. don't really have like a real audience, so. And that wouldn't right. re- and that just, wouldn't really affect our sh- this show anyway either because like Nintendo usually does a direct and I'm sure they would just do like Treehouse at Treehouse right so right and Xbox could always do inside Xbox so they could like they have their own but uh, they, their their things always at the Microsoft Theater you know right it's not really quote part of E3 so even even Square Enix has it somewhere else so mm-hmm. it's. EA has it somewhere else. So it's not that, you know, E3 is going to be, I feel like it's not going to be canceled, canceled. But if it does be canceled, it's that the uh, venue that they're holding E3 for the public to come to and other journalists to go to, that portion of E3 would be canceled. Not not, not so much the conference. Yeah. Anyone could do a conference from where their own stage is at. I mean, you I'm know, sure we, Sony's, Sony's going to do a state of play, right? Like you said, Xbox will probably just turn it into an in, a huge inside Xbox presentation. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo will do their direct, right? And, and then Devolver and EA and Square and Ubisoft. Bethesda. Like, like, who, like, you know what I mean? Like, this is all just... The stuff that we care about, yeah, most likely won't be affected. Really, I mean, they might change a couple things here and there, right? I mean, in terms of of plans and editing it together and whatever. But like, it's still gonna be E three. It will just be a digital event this year instead of, you know, that's what I'm. That's what I'm kind of seeing is like E three will just be a digital event this year. Yeah, and and it. <clears throat> That year that Bethesda did a direct style, it literally worked for them. You know, the transitions and everything, like everybody thought that was really cool. So we wouldn't, nobody would be mad at it. We still could, like I said, we're still going to predict stuff. We still are going to be excited for what they show and everything. So everybody could do a direct style. You got the message already controlled and edited. Um, all you need to do now is like put it out. We'll all watch it and together we'll watch it as a community. So whether we are on Facebook, Skype, Twitter, YouTube, wherever we're at to talk about what we just seen and react, that's still out there. The only thing that we're going to, the only thing to make this experience a little bit better 
if the event portion of E3 is canceled, is it would be cool to get our hands on some of the games. Yes, we can't get our hands on Siri, Series X. Completely understand that. But hey, if if Halo Infinite is going to be on Xbox One, then why the first level demo? Whatever whatever they got planned, throw out a demo or, you know, continue to offer Game Pass, continue to offer something on Nintendo Switch Online, continue to offer something on PSN. You know, have an E3 digital sale that people could come in and buy games that are, that may be resembling to what they show or give us some demos and stuff. It, it, it's not like we're going to be missing too much out. It's just that for three days, um, when it when actually, when after Nintendo shows is direct, those are the only only stuff that we're going to miss is the next three days. Treehouse Live, and it's not like Nintendo can't announce something or do another funny kind of E3 or a, a surprise thing. They could do a Treehouse Direct. They could do a Pokemon Direct. Heck, we could get more info for Breath of the Wild. They could control the message if they need to. Yeah, um, you know. So yeah, I mean, look, they've been kind of not really skipping E3, but doing E3 different for so long that like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's still like, uh, yeah. Okay. Here's another, here's another, uh, another thing. Uh, Gamatsu is also reporting that E3 2020 seemingly about to get canceled. Several sources are reporting. So yeah, it's, it's, I mean, look, I, I think if they feel like it, if they feel like, you know, this is the best thing to do, then they should, you know, I'm, I would be, I'm more concerned for people's safety. It sucks. Cause we look forward to, we definitely look forward to E3 every year. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's our, we do so much for E3 in terms of power block, right. Every year. And then it would, it would suck. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's, uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm just reading through some of these, uh, quote tweets and stuff like seeing it it really looks like it might get canceled tomorrow but uh we do so much for power block that like you know the treehouse stuff is important but the conference when we do the live watch along we're still going to do the watch along on the direct because i'm sure like i'm sure they're not going to cancel a nintendo direct because of the virus right like it's like it's such a controlled thing and the treehouse stuff doing it at treehouse or you know, doing something different than Treehouse this year, right? Maybe this is going to cr- create something new that we can be excited about, you know? And and, and and Treehouse has done where they show off a particular game at their site. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they can't do the game because everybody, t- like, they did a direct. They said Treehouse was going live because I think Treehouse was showing off Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah. X. And it was just like, okay awesome direct that we've seen let's see what happens with treehouse live and they know they know how to get around some stuff so you won't see what they got up their sleeve or get in trouble and they're good at that yeah so So. i mean i it would suck because like i look forward to e3 every year and like watching it but uh at the same time you know it's the stuff that we like is always the live stream stuff anyway and uh i just i i hope you know However, that companies handle this, they still give us a good summer to be prepared for. So, yeah, man, yeah, I'm. This is this is kind of. I mean, it's big news, right? It's it's big new. It's big news. So, 
but we'll we'll keep you guys posted and talk about it next week or later this week and uh, maybe we'll we've been we've been talking about bringing expansion pass back for a while and maybe this will mm-hmm. this will be a a big one you know maybe this will be our first big expansion pass coming and, back so and and i gotta say for people who would be happy that e is getting canceled that sounds like a regrettable lie to me because it's gonna be like throughout the year if we don't really get stuff that you wish that had happened you're gonna be like man i wish we did get an e3 or i wish we did get this and that but if you're a person who who wants e3 not to happen just 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 realize that you need you need e3 to happen because if you don't have e3 happening what big event are you really going to talk about because I even told I talked to Nintendo Guru about this. I'm just like everybody wanted PAX to be such a big thing. What happened to all the video game talk that came out of PAX? Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look, we'll we'll see. We'll talk about it, and and we'll we'll. I mean, I mean, we we're not going, so I mean, it's not really going to affect us. But like I said, we do a lot, and maybe we'll talk about it for an expansion pass and. uh you know whatever else is is coming so it's i i mean i'm sure like the digital stuff won't get canceled and i'm sure that week's yes. still going to be a big event for people and yeah we'll see so i i hope it doesn't affect you know i i've there's been three cases confirmed in uh you know probably like 45 minutes away from where i live uh it's it's kind of a i don't know whether or not we should be scared or not but i i mean always take precautions and everything but like sometimes i feel like it's a little out of like you know i I know a lot of people are dying and stuff but also nobody freaks out when people get the flu you know so right i don't know you know it's just one of those things i don't know because of the overhypeness of it and the over you know the the just the way the internet is and the media is and stuff i just don't know (laughs) so but yeah we are going to still cover uh whatever happens for e3 and yeah yes all right moving on ed moving on speaking of nintendo directs uk retailer game mentions and backtracks information about a nintendo direct that hasn't happened yet involving the super mario uh lego sets that are coming uh, in particular so yeah ed how do you feel about this i think that means a nintendo direct is coming very soon uh, i i need to be off that day that direct happens yeah i know <laughs> i mean I, I mean i i won't be off but i will definitely be watching it that night so <laughs> yes um if if it does get announced, hopefully by the time you guys see this, hopefully we are able to watch it and react to it because I know people are just like, oh, I'm dying for a Nintendo Direct. Uh, but I think most of the uh, spring stuff is coming to a close for Nintendo. And so we need to know what's coming in for the summer and hitting at the fall or hitting at some new IPs. I mean, even um, like even stuff for over like after March, like, I mean, we know there's some games coming after March, but nothing from Nintendo, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't, I mean, we, I want a date for Xenoblade Chronicles. I want a date for, you know, some of these other, 
uh, uh, games, and I I want to see I want to date for Bravely Default too. I want to see what's yeah. com- what else is coming because like, you know, those games are as as excited as we are for those games, right? Those are kind of niche games, and I want something to that the overall audience is going to be excited for, like uh, like a Mario Golf or uh, maybe news on the Breath of the Wild sequel or news on Bayonetta 3 since Platinum seems to be wanting a lot of attention these days. And, uh, <laughs> and You know what I mean? And like, maybe Prime 4. We get something about that. Like, we... What we have in the future, I think that's what we're all hoping for and waiting. Definitely with Indies because, like, a disco Elysium, maybe her story or telling lies, like some of that stuff could actually show up in a direct and people would be getting hyped to be playing it. Maybe, you know, Limited Run actually shows up or, you know, uh, Nicholas or some someone just show up and say something. You know, if we get that announcement, the first thing you're going to see on next podcast uh, or a whole bunch of body feeds are the predictions. Yeah. Of what they're going to show. Yeah. I mean, we're, I think we're going to do a Nintendo, like if, if maybe, you know, sometime in the next couple days, Ed, if you're off on like Friday or something or, you know, Thursday or whatever, like if we, if, if whatever you're off next that night, maybe we do a, direct predictions episode or Mm -hmm. you know do some expansion pass type stuff and and really just figure it out right like i I, i've been wanting to do expansion pass for a while and and maybe these are the topics that we jump on to do it so uh yes and also expansion pass will show up in your podcast feed it's just kind of bonus episodes that you'll get uh throughout the, the the month or whatever so yeah i mean I I want I can't believe we've gone this long without a Nintendo Direct, right? It's mid March already, and and you know, I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, we've gotten what three directs in the last month, I guess technically, but they're mm-hmm. all they're all the game specific directs, right? Like those usually don't really quote unquote count in there. No, I mean, I I don't know. I just want to direct. It, I'm just being selfish, man. I just want to Nintendo direct. And not, it, oh, just and then we'll get to the next story. Of course, editing is a big part of this. Um, and getting game content and trailers sit to them. Um, but it's also yeah, the I mean, voiceover. What, what if they're getting big like third party games? What if they're getting like big big partners to to mm-hmm. port games over? Right? Like, what if we get something like like I don't know, like Batman or or some I, I don't know what I'm just like what what if we get you know something big like like I don't know a new monster hunter or you know what I mean like what if we just get something that it I, I don't know man like what if they're just it, finalizing deals or what if they're just finalizing some indie games what if they're just like <sighs> getting some Get it, get an amiibo ready. Get in the next uh, Smash characters ready and stuff like that. And and don't forget, everybody, they have to do kind of edit edit three directs for everybody to see. What they show in Japan and Europe is not what we're going to get in America for some of the stuff. What we're getting in America, Japan may never see or get. Um, UK may be something completely different. They may have gays and like wording stuff that's very different that we may never get or anything. Nintendo has to handle all of that 
before they can release it because they want each they want each uh each country to see their uh, that Nintendo Direct that was designed for them. Now, like I said, I watched the Nintendo Direct from Japan and UK uh, because there are some extra stuff that's in there that we're not getting. Yes, I don't speak Japanese, but to see something like that that we we're not getting here in America, but might actually show up, or people might be importing on their Switch, it's very cool to see that, you yeah. know. So. Uh, hopefully it if it happens next week i'm good to go i will talk to you about that uh later Corey, after the show (laughs) okay uh you know i just i just i'm ready for a direct man i feel like it's been so long since we had a proper nintendo direct that it's just like it's time you know it's it's time and the anticipation is like a lot of people are really expecting it and just not getting it so uh but okay so we're gonna we're gonna move on speaking of uh why this nintendo direct quote-unquote got leaked uh it got uh, quote-unquote leaked because nintendo has been teasing uh the lego collaboration with super mario uh so you know they er, earlier today nintendo and lego teased a collaboration for the super mario franchise and while details are extremely thin on the ground on the ground at this time of writing game, uh, the UK retailer was one of the first retailers to set up a web page for fans to register for their interest. Uh, so, and then it goes on to talk about the leak direct or whatever, but I think this is cool. I'm surprised it really hasn't happened already. You know, there's so many mm-hmm. things you could do with Lego and super Mario, like, you know, peaches castle or, uh, you know, some, some worlds that you could build or, uh, it'd be it's a no-brainer to me especially with like super mario maker out there right it kind of fits you know with the it, it just fits you know dude the, the super mario 3d world alone is like lego blocks yeah or like captain toad like all those like dioramas yes. you could build right like you could totally uh, do so many things with the super mario brand so and and, and just think you got they could do sunshine 64 galaxy um just some of the 3d games but they also could do the 2d level games and even make have a it would be i would love a lego mario maker set Mm -hmm. like that would and that would be like a let's say 400 piece set for about 40 some dollars i would love to see that yellow and that and that wording and with the Lego logo on it, just be like, okay, this is gonna be hard to find because <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are going to buy this, and you know, and this and this is what's cool about this also. You got this Lego thing that's happening, and you got uh, uh, the cardboard thing um, that Nintendo does. So it's gonna be a nice mixture mixture uh, when people put those two things together. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i surprised it hasn't happened already, to be honest, and I'm surprised that they haven't done more franchises, too. You know, like mm-hmm. like Zelda would be a perfect one, I think. Uh, Metroid, Star Fox, like, building those ships would be a, a cool. Uh, Mario Kart, I mean, you know, I just think there's a lot that LEGO and Nintendo could do together. Uh, you know, that goes with the, the quote that was coming out of, of places saying that, you know, Miyamoto 
wants to remind people that they want to collaborate with more people and and they want their characters to be more than uh just video games you know and and we're seeing that with universal building the theme park and uh, now these lego sets and the mario movie coming from uh illuminations and uh you know it's just it's just there's a lot happening and lego is just another piece of that pie now you know so i mean i see i see like mario toys and stickers and 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 shirts and stuff all over the place right it's just like it's just no brainer Nintendo, <sighs> Nintendo, it Nintendo has the potential to be Japan's Disney, right? Yes. I mean, they just they really do. They have so many classic characters. They have so many things they could do. Like, I, growing up going to Disney World, right, and playing my Game Boy on the way there and stuff. Like, I always like wondered why Nintendo doesn't have theme parks like Disney. You know, I mean, you could do it almost the same way, right? Like you could put a castle in the middle of the park, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's, it's like Nintendo is built. Like you could take, you could, and I know I've got a lot of Disney stuff on the brain right now, but <laughs> like you could take the, the way the magic kingdom is set up at Disney world and even Disneyland, right? Like it's, you could replace so many assets. Like you take the Disney stuff out or like, you know, the stuff that Disney is known for, you take it out and replace it with Nintendo assets, right? And it would fit, right? Like the castle, the the uh, the the Swiss Family Robinson treehouse in Adventureland, you replace it with a Donkey Kong tree. Uh, uh, you know, you could do like uh, Space Mountain, you could put Star Fox in there, right? Like it, uh, they used to have this ride called Alien Encounter, and now it's like a Stitch thing, right? But like, you could put something Metroid in there with, with, uh, 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 with uh, Ridley and and you know what I mean. Like, there's so many things you could do there. Yes, and it's just like, I can't believe this doesn't exist already. So, I want a roller coaster Metroid, but <laughs> I won't. I mean, you could, you could do like an F Zero something, like test track over at Epcot. Oh like, heck yeah! Like even like for and for people who go to Disneyland, like the Cars Land over there, right? And that Cars ride where you're racing, like you could do a Mario Kart or an F Zero. Probably F Zero would be way cooler, uh, and because it, it's faster and everything. But like, yeah, yeah, man, there's just so many so, things you could do. And the fact that, that yeah, man, God, dude, you talking about a boarding pass? Everything would need a border pass if that happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Super Nintendo World's going to be pretty, pretty uh, uh, big when it opens down there. So, uh, I mean, you combine that with the Harry Potter thing down there. I think Universal is like, I mean, not that they were like down or anything, but like mm-hmm. I always looked at. I mean, I always looked at Disney World as the the superior theme park down there, right? Like, I mean. Just the way it's designed and 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 just what's there, it's just like I always. Feel, but this is this is gonna put them put Universal kind of uh, up there too. So and I know Universal is more for like thrill seekers and 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 stuff like that. But you know, anyways, Lego Lego Super Mario is a great, is a great idea, and I can't believe it hasn't happened already. So yes, I I. Dude, I would literally get tickets like right now if that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all right. The last story we're going to talk about today 
uh, Vampire the Masquerade, uh, a, a single-player version of the game, is coming to Switch this month. Uh, I don't know if this game is out on any other console already, but or on uh, PC. But... PC, PC, it is because two got announced like right. last year. Right. Let me see if I can find the article here that I've I I'm trying to do more of just like Jesse and I were talking about this on Arsenal X the other day and like how instead of just like reading the news, I just want to have a more casual conversation about the news than than mm-hmm. actually reading it which is something you know we've talked about before I, it's just kind of like it's just kind of got away from it news. yeah <laughs> uh i don't know how to say this word coteries of new york sinks its teeth into switch so after originally being planned for a 2019 release vampire the masquerade has now received a more solid launch date for nintendo switch you'll be able to get your hands on it on march 24th this game is a single-player narrative experience set in the universe of the tabletop RPG Vampire the Masquerade's 5th edition, showcasing the struggle of power between two vampiric factions, the Carmarilla and the Anarchs. So, uh, that's this is... I know this game is very popular. Yeah. I don't really know what it's about, so uh, I guess we'll find out. But it's always been one of those games that I've been interested in seeing, right? It's just like I I really don't know what the game is. It this is a mixture of excitement and unexpected. This is like one of a this is a direct announcement in a sense. Cuz people would have been like, "Wait, what?" of yeah. this got announced in a direct. This is this um, is like a to me this this announcement is equal to the uh the Deadly Premonition announcements. Yes. Like like a lot of people won't care about it, but the people who like enjoy this style of game will be like through the roof excited. Yeah, and, so. and I think some, I think a lot of us who who haven't played it on PC or anything, I think we will pick it up cuz this may a lot of people may think that if we do pick this up and it does show a success, we may get too cuz of course Two didn't get announced, uh, but two was only announced, I think, for PC. Um, so, and, and don't forget, we got Vampire on there or Vampire or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So, to have both of these games on this platform, yeah. yeah. And hopefully, it's reasonable. Hopefully, it's like $20. You know, no, I think, I, I think, it'll be more than that. I think, I think it'll probably be around 30 or 40. 30 or 40. Um, well, I think because it's an older title. In the sense, I, people would think I would think twenty dollars, but if they, I don't know if they're planning on physical or anything. But if they could get a physical version of this later on down the line, I'm sure. I'm sure if they don't initially, I'm sure limited run will jump all over this, you know, or or super that rare effect, or yeah, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, we'll see, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's all the news we got, Ed. So we're gonna get into question block. Remember, you can email the show at nintendopowerblock at gmail just like you can with your uh, giveaway entries. So remember, remember to get those giveaway yes. entries, and I'm expecting a lot of emails. So please give them to us. Uh, we only have one question this week, uh, and it it's kind of kind of ruined this question, seeing how uh, we had some semi breaking news on the show. 
when we were recording this, but Deshaun <laughs> Malone asks, how do you think Nintendo will approach E3 this year? This is actually a, an interesting, like we can actually talk about like what's going to happen if E3 gets canceled now. Right. I mean, I, I know we we're yes. going to save it for an expansion pass and maybe we'll dive deeper in there, but like we can have a little bit of a discussion here now. Like if E3 gets canceled, how do you think they, how do you think they handle it? Um, I, I think Nintendo will, you know, still have a plan to do their direct. I think they will refocus and be like, you know, okay, like I said earlier, Treehouse Live will be at the headquarters of Nintendo of America or something. Um, and we just literally be able to see them stream like they normally do uh, uh, at, at there. Now, the thing about it is what do we do for a third and indie um in, in case of something let's just say let's say over in the blind forest 2 um comes the will of the wiz like how do they go and talk about that with some of the creators or with microsoft is something like do uh, do they Skype it or anything? Uh, do they have a Nintendo Power podcast or something? Like, uh, it would be interesting to see how they go about when they're announcing other games. Uh, I, I, from a money standpoint, it would be it would be crazy to see what they have planned. Like, if they're if they bought room at a certain place in the convention and they're getting you know have plans of designing people will be like okay i want to see what they plan to actually have there um but i think for right now it's going to be uh seeing treehouse live some of the first party games that are announced uh and maybe this is going to sound crazy. Maybe we don't get a direct in June. We get a direct in July because they wanted to add more games. It'll still be a 45 minute presentation, but I think with that, they'd be like, we got, we were able to get more games. People were able to submit and polish their trailer and get more stuff in or take something out and bam we're able to give you guys because if nintendo chose us a, a nintendo direct for e3 and it's in july we could actually have a summer of e3 and not just a small three-day event yeah yeah i mean i think you know i think nintendo will handle indie like you brought up indies at the beginning and i was and you know i think nintendo always handles indies well you know like i think you know, giving them their own showcase sometimes, but like with E3, a lot of the times the bigger ones, especially like they kind of integrate more into their uh, Nintendo Direct, and you know they'll have a montage of some indies mm-hmm. and stuff. You know, I think I think if the indies are worth talking about, they'll talk about them, and that's yeah. that's you know that's something I think is important. I think Nintendo Switch is kind of when there's no major first party stuff, the indies are what keep it, keeps it going. Right. And, you know, uh, yacht club just had their kind of direct style presentation thing. Right. And, uh, yes, that was really interesting. I, I'm interested, always interested in more shovel Knight, but like, you know, cyber shadow, the game that they're publishing is coming soon. Uh, shovel Knight dig is a, is, you know, their, uh, kind of spinoff game as well. And puzzle dungeon. And it's, uh, 
I'm really interested to see what indies they have to show. You know, I mean, I'm not like a mm-hmm. huge indie guy, but when one sticks out, I definitely want to play it. You know, I, I want to know if Axiom Verge gets a release date. You know, I want to see if, uh, you know, s- something else comes along, like image of whatever image and form always does. Like, that's uh, always interesting to me, even though I'm not a, a huge fan of those games. That I, I like to see how they do. Uh, you know, other like way forward. I want to see what they're up to. I'm I'm always looking to see what kind of indies that, are spotlighted on Switch in particular. Way forward, Shatege, um, is definitely has to be in the direct because that is one of their. Well, it's coming soon, um, right? The yeah, isn't it? Like, I I thought they already announced a release date for that, didn't they, or did they not? They announced, I think, for PC or something been talked about in PC, like a demo or something, but they haven't actually given it a full release date for consoles and stuff. Because definitely, I want to play the next Shantae game. I want to play it on Switch because I beat the last one on Wii U. And I'm like, I, I love these Shantae games. And I really want to see what they do for this game on Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I also want to see, like, I want to see what heavy hitters. I want to mm-hmm. see what heavy, heavy heavy hitters they have. You know, I mean, we know a lot of their kind of big guns now, but like those are so far off. Like, are we getting a new Mario game? What Wii U games are they going to port over? Are they going to up-res any GameCube or Wii games? Are they going to finally bring Wind Waker and Twilight Princess over? Like, are are they going to have a new Star Fox game? Like, I want to know what their heavy hitters yeah. are too. You know, they they still have a big twenty twenty. To, they still have a lot of 2020 to go and they got to prepare for a big holiday because they're going up against two new consoles and if if and i'm not saying like nintendo needs the games that they're getting but like if they want to stay a part of the conversation they need a couple heavy hitters to go up against the xbox one x and the or the xbox series x and the playstation 5 you know yeah. with, with uh you know, especially against Halo Infinite, which I'm sure is going to be a huge game for Microsoft. Uh, you know, I'm sure Sony has some sort of plan f- for their launch. You know, I, I I just think Nintendo needs like, you know, they need something like Mario, a Mario Odyssey 2 or a Mario Kart or even Breath of the Wild 2. You know, like that, that game, it'll be three and a half years by the time those consoles come out, right? Like, yes, I. I don't see how I don't see how they if they're using the same engine assets, you know, animations. I mean, of course, they're going to have new animation, like a few new animations and assets here and there. Right. Obviously. But like. I don't see how, you know, I don't think three and a half years is. uh, uh, Too short of a time to do that. Yeah. And we haven't even factored in Nintendo Switch Online, so we may get new features for that. We may actually get um, some new Super Nintendo Tetris and Nintendo games. <laughs> you never know. We we may get Nintendo Arcade. Uh, we may get. Uh, there's just a lot of stuff that Nintendo could do. It's just show off at E3 um, or their version of E3. Right. Uh, you know, of course the sales are going to be crazy and everything, but I would love to see. I would love to see um, what uh, what was what was it again when you bought like one of their games and you got the second one half off. Vouchers. Uh, what was it? 
the the voucher thing. I would love for them to bring that back for the summer. Yeah, I I'm surprised they actually took that away. To be honest with you, you know, I I, I think there's a lot of games that they could have. I mean, I mean, if you have vouchers, right? Like it's still mm-hmm. you can still use them on Animal Crossing. It's one of the games for the voucher program. I just I'm I'm so surprised they took that away because I'm sure like to get especially to get people into their digital ecosystem that was such a smart yeah. way to do it to give you money off because like Xbox doesn't do that PlayStation doesn't do that you know I, I mean Xbox right. has Game Pass but like that's not the same as actually owning the game digitally right so uh, dude the coin system that they got when you when you're buying their games. Double points, double coins. If you mm-hmm. get first party games, and, and, and it's, it's triple coins if you buy them digitally, right? Like every, yes. like every sixty dollar game you buy, you get three hundred coins, which is three dollars. You know, I mean, it's not a lot, but like if you buy four or five games, that's that's what fifteen dollars. That's enough for an indie game, like a free indie yeah. game. You know, or if you wait for a sale, like that's that's big. So. That's buku money for Nintendo. Or, or and, you know, if you buy four or five games, that that can pay for your Nintendo Switch online. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they maybe they do discount uh, Nintendo Switch online for you know take five dollars off. You get it. Uh, you get six months for fifteen dollars. Yeah. So or something like that. Like th- there's a lot that Nintendo can do and announce at E3. How they go about it is is what we're all going to, going to wait and see because, like I said, for this E3, regardless of Nintendo succeeds or or some people feel like they fail or whatever or they didn't come with it, a lot of focus is going to be on Series X mm-hmm. because that is the new console that, and Microsoft is going to be hyping that thing that system up. So we're all going to be looking at Nintendo just like. We know we know you guys don't really want to compete with them and you're not trying to compete. We just want to see what you have to offer to offer for us. Whether we get a series X or not. You know, no nobody is really worried about the competition thing. They just want to know what they have to offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh I think I think Nintendo's gonna come out with some uh pretty interesting titles this fall honestly like i I think they're gonna have some something unique i think they're gonna i think they're gonna have one really really heavy hitter to to center their fall around and then they're gonna have a lot of nice complimentary games you know uh that's i mean that's how i feel i don't know what game is gonna be i don't know you know what their plan is plus like you know smash dlc is probably gonna be centered around the holiday season as well Mm -hmm. uh and I'm sure they're going to line that up with a with a release of a game. You know, Atlas has been teasing all these Persona, you know, or these and, announcements of their games. So, dude, and we haven't even. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We haven't even factored in sales on the sales on Nintendo Switch, sales on Switch Lite, on hardware, mm-hmm. Joy Cons, and uh, like I said earlier, Amiibo. If the Lego stuff happens, um. Like I, what is their cardboard thing? I can't, I keep forgetting. Um, uh, uh, goodness, Th- that thing. Uh, maybe some updates to Ring Fit of Adventure. You know, once again, avenues of stuff that they can present to us. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like fifty, dude, fifty dollars off a of Nintendo Switch for E three or twenty five dollars? Come on now, for the summer. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think even like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did a price cut this fall, right? Like I, I, mm-hmm. I mean, just to stay relative. Yeah, that's like, what it is. I'm sorry. Like I, I think you know, maybe dropping the light down to one seventy nine ninety nine and dropping oh like, yeah i mean even if it's just a temporary cut when the new consoles launch like 249 for the base switch right especially if this rumored pro model comes out in 2021 like just to even get rid of inventory right like lowering that price and getting those consoles out there hitting hitting that 70 million mark would be huge mm-hmm. for them you know i mean what they're at what 53 million i think they said as of their last financial call so yes i think i think they could do something really special this fall going up against the other consoles, but you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think Nintendo is a, is, is a force this fall up again, especially if like, you know, I mean, Xbox will have halo, but it's going to be available on Xbox one also. Uh, so like they won't really have any exclusives. Uh, Sony, I think they, there's a rumored Ratchet and Clank in development. I think, uh, I mean, that's a that's a decently large game, but nothing that's gonna like, you know, be like. It's not like it's not like they're launching with an Uncharted or God of War or anything. So uh, people will be excited for new hardware because people are always excited for new hardware, right? But uh, I think people will be most excited for the games that Nintendo has. So that's my final thought on that. Anyways, Ed, that's going to be a show. Yes. Uh, I want to thank everybody so much for watching and are listening. Remember, you can find Nintendo Power Block every Thursday on your podcast service of choice. Remember, you can email the show at nintendopowerblock at gmail.com. And that's also how you enter our giveaway. Remember, episode 190, giving away Animal Crossing for your Nintendo Switch. So remember, get those, get those entries in. It's really simple. Just screenshot what just screenshot the episode you're listening to on the podcast service that you're listening to. And if you listen on Apple podcasts or Spotify and you rate and review us and send a screenshot of that as well, that grants you a second entry. So, uh, get in, get in for that giveaway. It'll be a good time. Uh, let's see what else you can download our family of podcasts, the boss rush podcast and arsenal X on your podcast service of choice. Uh, you can visit our new home on anchor.fm slash Nintendo Power Block. We'd really appreciate you visiting us there. And you can also check out all of our content on Nintendo or on <laughs> on BossRushGames.com and subscribe at BossRushGames.com slash subscribe. Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at ThatBretcherCode and you can find my podcast Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, uh, Anchor FM, and other podcast apps. So I got to do more uploading and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. And you can check us out at Pod and Play also. Yeah. Uh, We did Astro Che and we had a really good talk. That reminds me. I have to edit some of those episodes tonight. I got to edit the Monster Hunter one and the Resident Evil one. So uh, Uh, you can find me at I am Corin HD on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me at Corin HD on Mixer. You can also find all of us at bossrushgames.com. I want to thank you guys so much for watching and or listening. And until next week, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woo-hoo!
Happy Mario Day.